You're listening to Blast Podcasting, episode 27. And we're back. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode, seven months later, to another episode of Blast Podcasting. I'm Xander. And I'm Anthony. And yeah, it's it's been a while, hasn't it, Anthony? Yeah, it's been a long time. This has happened, see, for those that are watching the YouTube feed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this yeah, this is something we haven't done before. Uh this is kind of a new experiment. Hopefully everything works well. If it doesn't and you're just listening to this audio uh format, I do apologize, but we are recording this as a video podcast uh for our YouTube feed and yeah, it's it's been a while since we've done a podcast. It's been a while since I've done a podcast personally. I've just been so busy with new life things that's been going on in the last that's couple good. of months. Yeah, all very, very good things. And, uh, man, since the last time we did an episode, uh, Anthony, uh, the last episode, I didn't go back and listen to it, but I did see that we were um, talking about in the last episode, we were talking about the trailer for The Batman, which has oh, just, shit. just officially wrapped up. It's still got a uh, set date for 2022, which is... Seems like light years away from now, but as as fast as time goes by, it'll be here before we know it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about, we want to talk about two movies, definitely. We were going to talk a little bit about uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, and also Godzilla vs. Kong. Now, before we get into this, Anthony, uh, what have you been up to, man? Let's do a little bit holy, of catch-up here. Holy shit. Well, I'm just hanging out. Things are good on my end, you know. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what to do with... You know what? I've been making some... You know, ever since the last video, the last podcast, I did a couple of reviews. And I think I'm going to continue that on my channel, but I just haven't. Now, yeah. the two the reviews, I don't know if you saw them, but um, I did one on the excellent Dar- uh, Darius Gaiden. Have you played mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah, that's what. That's a fantastic schmuck. Yeah, it is. I, every time I think schmuck. of Darius, though, I think of two things. I think of a wide, like three monitor panel, and I think of a giant fish. Oh, <laughs> you know, because the giant fish is like it, it's like the mascot of Darius. You know, you always yeah. have a giant fish fight, and you know, back back in the day, back when there were arcades, you know, Darius just like uh, Ninja Warrior. Uh, what made those games so unique is they had the widescreen monitors. Uh, everything was widescreen, which everything what? back then was standard four by three. Was Darius Taito? Yes. Okay, Ty- Darius Taito, and then they did, um, and then they did Ninja Warriors. Yep. And and, and, and of course, when I think of four by three, I can't help but think about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh shit! So, so yeah, yeah. Those are the I did. Um, the, I one I have working on, and I, I hopefully will release it within the next couple weeks. That I've kind of struggled is Serial Murders Portopia. Okay, what well, I've never heard of that. Can you explain that a little bit? It is a 1983, I w- I guess, adventure game for the Famicom. I played an English translation. Mm-hmm. Um, it is considered very important for visual novels, and it jump started the career of one very famous video game developer who developed it and it influenced games such as snatcher and all kinds of such but who is this developer it I, is I, no, I, I have no it's yuji hori oh wow yeah his first game fucking yuji nice. hori yeah and he may you know it's what's good about it well i'll i'll explain in the review yeah but, you don't want to yeah. you don't want to give out too much you want to yeah yeah, sure. yeah 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 
You want to sprinkle breadcrumbs, not lay the whole loaf in the but, middle of the <laughs> walkway. <laughs> but, oh, shit. But lately on the gaming front for me, it's been uh, Pac-Man 99, which I know you've been playing. That was a shock. Oh. Um, that, that, that game... That game is yeah. freaking crack. And it could have came, it couldn't have came in a better time because, you know, uh, after March, um, they, they pulled the plug on Mario 35, which I really loved Mario 35. That was a lot yeah. of fun. And I think out of all the, the Mario celebrations and then pulling the plug on like the, on the downloads and, and all that stuff, I think that's what hit me the most was the fact we could never play Mario 35 again. Like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know why Nintendo did that. If anything, uh, I feel like instead of pulling the plug, they should have added more, you know, instead of just Super Mario Brothers, they should have added, you know, Mario three levels. They should add Super Mario World. I mean, there could have been so much more potential and maybe they'll bring it back. You never know with Nintendo, yeah. but they, they really dropped the ball on that one. Like it's, it's rolling down the road. It's just and the Mario 3D all stars. Yeah, which which Mario 3D All-Stars, I think that was kind of shitty too. But in the same token, like they were like, oh, you won't be able to get this game. Dude, there are so many copies of that game out. Like I went to Walmart the other day. Um, I want to say like two or three days ago, I went to Walmart and I went to the electronics section. And yeah, they had they had the Game & Watch. Uh, these things here, this this was something, in, if you guys are watching this, the yep. uh, Super Mario Game & Watch. This was supposed to be discontinued. They had three more of these left in Walmart, and they had a full stack of Mario 3D All-Stars. So I don't I don't think those uh, games are going to be as hard to come by as, a, say, like the SNES or NES Mini, per se. But, I mean, it does suck that, you know... Once they're gone, you'll have to rely on use. And I know that Game & Watch, you know, after a while, you know, years from now, that will probably go up because once those are sold out, you'll only be able to buy it used. So, yeah, I mean, just think, Anthony, last time we did an episode, uh, I was, I was telling you before we recorded the show, last time we did an episode <laughs> was before the COVID vaccine. It was before we had the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series S, which I, oh shit, which I, I or Xbox Series X, which I, I still don't. I don't have a, a new generation console right now. Me neither. I, I don't think most people don't. I mean, they're still very, very hard to come by. You're you're you're, you're more lucky to find a PS Five controller than a PlayStation Five console right now. It's it's ridiculous. Let me say one thing about that. There's just no reason for me to get a PS5. Like, look at Resident Evil 8. They were hyping up for PS5, but it's coming on PS4. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just going to be a PS5 exclusive. No. Huh. Well, that makes me even happier because I, I actually, um, I got an email from Capcom's PR when they were talking about the Resident Evil uh, 8 demo. They sent me a, a link and they're like, oh, we got this demo. You can play it. And they gave me all the resources to make a video. And I'm like, I don't have a PS5 though, so I can't play this. I might have to go back though, because <laughs> I have a PS4. So I might have to go back and check that out because, uh, that's, that's really, I mean, like the PlayStation 5, I mean, the Final Fantasy 16, I can't wait to play that, but that's, that's, that's later on. And by the time that game comes out, um, PS5 should be pretty available by then. Yeah. I would, I would I at least hope so. I don't think we'll see Final Fantasy 16 at the earliest until next year. I don't think we'll see it this year. Yeah. Do you? I don't know if you think agree with that, but no, I I agree. I I don't. I I mean, the thing is, is 
things are so crazy and not to get too much into like the world side of the world. <laughs> not to get too much into that. But I mean, we are so lucky that we even have video games right now because the developers, even now, even though things are starting to slowly get sort of normal, uh, there's just so many setbacks and. That's why, like, right now, if they delay something, I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, we got E3 around the corner. Um, there's going to be tons of stuff announced for that. I'm pretty sure we're going to hear more about uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, maybe something for the 35th anniversary of Zelda. We'll, we'll hear something about that. I know Skyward Sword's coming out in the next two months now. It's hard to believe it's going to be June before you know it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much been, pretty much been that in gaming, the gaming world. So, uh, and with that being said, I mean, since the last time we did the show, I mean, we've had some, some insane, uh, nerd culture television shows. I mean, we, we, we had season two of Mandalorian. Have you watched Mandalorian yet? No, nope. <sighs> Just first episode. I need to though. Yes. That. The Mandalorian cemented my faith back into Star Wars. Like, yeah, maybe I need to watch it. it. I mean, I'm telling you, that will make you, especially the last episode of season two, will give you feels. Like, it is so freaking good. And of course, uh, Marvel as well with uh, WandaVision, which I did watch WandaVision. And, you know, I know we're not big into Marvel. But WandaVision was pretty good because it was so different. It was a very different kind of show. And uh, Winter Soldier's out right now. They're on uh, episode five, and I haven't really watched that. I've been seeing my friends gush about it online, and it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. It looks like it's your you know action-packed Marvel, where WandaVision was just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So we got that, and of course we had the launch of HBO Max, which goes into our meat and potatoes of this episode and that is the long awaited the mysterious the the cut that we didn't think actually existed but we wanted so bad mm-hmm. and that was Justice League the Snyder cut 4 hours fuck Josh Whedon <laughs> well you know what's nope. fun you know what's funny is um you know the, the, the this girl I'm talking to you know this, this, my, my new my new girlfriend She's a huge DC fan. She is team. Oh. She is team DC all the way. Like, uh, I mean, her were talking about comics and stuff, and I, I asked her. I was like, "Hey, you know, are you um, just out of curiosity, are you Marvel or DC?" She's like, "DC all the way." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I, I, I like this, you know." Yeah. And she she liked Josh Whedon's Justice League, like she didn't think it was a bad movie, but then she saw Zack Snyder's cut and like. She was just texting me and she was like, Oh my God. She's like, This is, why didn't we have this? Like, why, why was, why do we have, you know, the Josh Whedon version when we could have had this? Like, she's like, This is so much better. And, you know, uh, of course she knew the, the backstory. Everyone knows the backstory of why Justice League changed directors and we won't get into that. But, um, Zack Snyder, the, the thing about Zack Snyder is people either love him or hate him because he's a, he's a very polarizing director. Right. You know? And, and the thing about it is, is like, I think Zack Snyder, though, gets the DC universe because the DC universe is very different 
than the Marvel Universe, where Josh Whedon had that history of Marvel and turned Justice League into a Marvel movie, which it just didn't work. Yep. It didn't it's work. Not a, and, uh, well, like, you know, my fiance hasn't seen the four-hour cut. We just haven't been able to make the cut time. I've seen it, obviously. But she likes the Josh Whedon cut. But she's not super into comics. She likes just geek movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and all that stuff and and all that. So we got to watch. I got to watch that again. I haven't watched it since the first time I watched it. So, well, you know what? What's really good. And, you know, you hear a four hour movie and you just think, holy, how can I watch this? What's great about it is the Zack Snyder cut is how it's cut almost like an hour television show. There's, it's like a yep. four part series. And that's how I watched it. I watched it as a four part series. Uh, because I mean, I'll, I'll admit when I first heard it was four hours, I'm like, wow, that's going to be freaking awesome. And then I sat there and I was just like, Oh my, this is a long movie. This is very long. I enjoyed it, but I was like, I got to cut it up a little bit. So I did that. And I mean, the, the thing about this cut is the, the cinematography is totally different. The, the soundtrack's different. The added content they put in there, uh, the things that, you know, I didn't really care for in the original cut that they, they kind of did better in this version. Like the, the Wonder Woman introduction in the Zack Snyder cut, miles better than the Josh Whedon version. Yep. Steppenwolf, miles better in the Zack Snyder version. No forced smiling. Yeah. No, no, none of that. And, uh, you know, um, of course, Dark Side as well. I mean, Steppenwolf had actual depth in the Zack Snyder version, mm-hmm. you know, and that was something that I I really loved about this uh, cut. Is Steppenwolf wasn't just a mean old bad guy that came from another dimension trying to destroy the world, you know, like when he was talking to that uh, minion, I forget his name of the Dark Sock. Side. Yeah, he was talking to him, and he was like, you know, wanting to know when he would be free, and he pretty much got. Slap reality being like, yeah, you, you have a long time. Like you, you see the pain in his eyes. And I was just like, Oh man, this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was, this is the movie we should have gotten. I would have gone to a theater and saw this for four hours. Fuck the Whedon cut, you know? Yeah. Because the, you watch that Whedon cut and it makes no sense. It's yeah. Like, it's literally kind of like a dumb movie. And then you watch this and it makes total sense. Yeah, I mean it makes it makes uh total sense because it goes back to that style that we saw with Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. It feels like a continuation of that world where the Josh Whedon version it didn't feel that way. Um I would even say Cyborg. Cyborg in the Zack Snyder version like he actually has depth. He actually you see the relationship between him and his father. Uh, you know, Flash has that comedic, I mean, he still has that comedic feel, but it doesn't feel like it did in the Josh Whedon version. He's not falling on top of, uh, Wonder Woman, but, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? We didn't watch too many animes. Yeah. You know, how, how, hold on. Isn't that one of the more bizarre fucking anime tro- tropes? Yeah. You know, like, you know what game series I love? I'll just, I gotta say this. I love Trails of Cold Steel. You know that. Yeah. Okay. But the first game has that trope in it. And it's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just that weird, like, uh, 
almost like juvenile, frustrated, sexual tension comedy. I mean, I just, even with anime, I can't get into it. Like, I'm just like, you know, like even when I'm like showing people anime and like something like that happens, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm you know? sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause it happens. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was so good. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I'm glad that I got to watch it on HBO Max. I watched it on my television. I didn't have to go to the theater and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm really wondering if we're going to get, uh, I, I know we're probably going to get a Blu-ray of it. I'll, I'll probably end up getting it on Blu-ray as well. Do you think, um, now that the Snyder Cut movement is over, now there, there's the, uh, what is it? Revive Snyder's Vision movement? Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Justice League was a fucking success. Yeah, it was. Cut. I mean, it was trending for like three weeks and I mean, it's still being talked about. And that, you know what? That's the thing about the Zack Snyder movies is how many people about a year ago, we're talking about Civil War, but not BVS. Whether you hated it or love it. Yeah. Think about that. Because people talk about the Snyder movies, but the Marvel movies, you don't go around the talking about fucking Iron Man 3 and its intricacies or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, and the thing is, too, is like, there's so much more that, you know, Zack Snyder can do. You know, they just said they just let him do his thing. And I think what DC is trying to do is DC is trying to do something a little different than Marvel. And of course, that's the uh, different universes, which makes yeah. sense because that's what DC has. DC has infinite Earths. It has different yep. worlds and different dimensions. I mean, you can have uh, two different Spider-Mans or not Spider-Mans, Batmans. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was thinking about the new Spider-Man movie that's actually coming out. That's what was going through my head because we got a new Spider-Man coming out with all the Spider-Mans, that's whole Spider-Verse. But with DC, that's that's a normal thing. You know, so you can have the Batman and you can have Ben Affleck come back as Batman and do his own thing. I mean, we're seeing this with the new Flash movie where we're going to have Ben Affleck coming back as Batman and Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. So That's good shit. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. That's freaking awesome. So, I I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to that. I I'm really really excited to see. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers needs to be like, okay, well, this was a success. Uh, we need to run with it because there's so much. I mean, we need a we need a good Green Arrow movie. Yeah, real quick, I want to see non movable Batman suit meet movable Batman suit. If you get what I'm saying, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Like no, can, let me say You can turn your neck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, but I can still kick ass. Anyway, um, oh, but we both kill, though. What's that? that oh, yeah. We both kill, yeah? Yeah. But, well, that doesn't bother me, though. No. Nah. But anyway, I want to just say one thing, too, about that Snyder Cut. If you watch the Whedon Cut, it seemed like it forgot an important plot point in Batman v Superman, the Nightmare Universe. Yeah. And then, you know, it's when you watch that cut, it's like, what was the point of that scene akin to Justice League? But then you watch the Snyder cut and it all makes sense. And that epilogue and the Joker scene was awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Joker scene. Okay. Cause I'll admit, I'll admit, I just hit my microphone stand out of disbelief. I didn't think Jared Leto was a great Joker in Suicide Squad. I 
was very upset because I like Jared Leto as an actor. And I remember when he was first initially announced for Joker, I'm like, he's going to kill it. He's going to be a good Joker. And then I saw Suicide Squad and I'm like, this is not a good Joker. But then he redeemed himself in this Justice League movie. I, I, he, he brought something a little different, which I really enjoyed that. And the fact that he said that shit about Jason Todd, mm-hmm. you know, send a boy to do a man's job. I'm like, Oh no, he didn't. And we, and we, we got to hear Batman say the F word. Yeah. He said fuck. <laughs> He said, <laughs> "He said fuck," but no, I mean that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty interesting. I mean, like I I like the the fact that you know um, I feel like the the common theme of the Snyder cut is redemption. You yeah. know, uh, it brought back what we should have had to begin with, and it it gave you know actors like Jared Leto time to actually do something with their part because I mean. They they said um in the Suicide Squad movie that he had a lot of footage that they cut out, you know, a lot of things that they they were doing in that movie that he never got a chance to actually express, which is always unfortunate to hear when an actor says something like that. There's supposed to be a another alternate cut of that movie too, but who knows? Yeah, but but I I will say this though, it, I mean you that Justice League cut is fucking amazing, and what I've saw from a lot of people is there are people who don't like Batman v Superman and Man of Steel but now they've come around to like it because that mo- that's what's amazing about that is that yeah. that puts it all in see let's be honest the Marvel continuity isn't that great as people say it is because it there's no when you do continuity there's no really I don't feel there's any stakes in those Marvel movies yeah, and then when they try to do stakes in in Civil War, it was just kind of silly. So the way I look at it is, you have three films that have more stakes than any of those Marvel films. Yeah, I mean they build off of everything that has happened, everything. So I mean, I I do like that superhero movies. At the end of the day, I like how they all kind of chain together. I do like that concept. Um. You know, say what you will about Marvel or DC, you know, whichever team you're on, even if even if you're on both teams, even if you're even if you're a free agent like Sting in WCW NWO days, you know, you're just a free agent like both. I like the fact that we have a universe that that, that, these movies all connect because you remember back in the day and back in the day you had like sequels and that was it. Even the sequels were loosely connected. Like, look at Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah. The only real connection is Vicky Vale's what mentioned. Yeah. Like one time during a makeout session with him and Catwoman. That's it. Yeah. And then, and, and then, and then like uh, with, with Batman Forever, like Batman Forever felt like a totally different universe. But yet the same Jim Gordon and the same Alfred. Which I do have a, I do have a funny story about, uh, Jim Gordon in that, uh, era of Batman. You know, he grew up in my, he, he used to live in my town. Really? Yeah, like, um, he used to actually shop at the grocery store I worked at. I never got to meet him, but I had a lot of people say that he used to go in there all the time and grocery shop, and he was like, they said he was freaking hilarious. He used to live over at Carolina Beach. I'm like, wow. I would have loved to meet him. I mean, because he was, you know, for the longest time, he was like my version of Commissioner Gordon, and he was also in a lot of great Western movies back in the day, too. I would say he wasn't mine just for one reason until Batman the animated series version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but 
That <laughs> that voice. Well, every time I read a Batman comic and I read Jim Gordon, I read that voice. From yeah, that yeah. I you know, and the same thing with me when I uh, read comics, I hear Mark Hamill as Joker mm-hmm. and, and, and Kevin McCoy uh, Conroy as um, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I, same I just, here. Those, those were the voices. Which, speaking of uh, animated DC news, mm-hmm. uh, did you see that they had put out the trailer for the Long Halloween? Not yet. That's my favorite Batman story too. I need to watch I, that. I love that. I love that comic. Um, actually, uh, uh, my my girlfriend. Um, she's she's big into supernatural. Like she loves supernatural. So is mine. <laughs> she loves supernatural. <laughs> and you know the guy. I man, I can't remember his name. And and your your fiance and my girlfriend are probably like both be like his name is blah blah blah. I can't remember his name, but he did the voice of Jason Todd in the Red Hood. Oh, Dean. Yeah. Because I, 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 we've been tra- watching Supernatural actually over mm-hmm. the past year. It's been slower than our podcast. We watched it in March, <laughs> and we're barely finished with season three. Well, I and and the thing is, he no, does... no, not season three. We're barely finished with season two. <laughs> oh, okay, but yeah, he did. He did the voice of Jason Todd, and he does the voice of Batman in a Long Halloween. And let me tell you, this guy. He's a phenomenal voice actor. Oh, he does yeah. a great Batman, and he's done cosplay as the Red Hood, which looks phenomenal. I'm like, you know, I don't watch, I don't watch Supernatural, but I like this guy. This guy, this guy gets the cool points in my book. Like Supernatural's like, not bad, man. But here's the problem. Here's the problem I've always had with it. It's too long. <laughs> I, you know, and that's how I feel about certain things like uh, animes, video games. I mean, anything that has like a long span of history, I admit I get very intimidated and mm-hmm. I end up not checking it out. Uh, one, the series, and it's a short series because I never finished it, that I'm going to be watching with my girlfriend soon is uh, Firefly. She's big oh, into yeah. Firefly. She loves Firefly. And... um we're going to be watching. Coincidentally, it. Josh Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be uh, checking that out because, I mean, I, I've always heard it was good. I just never watched it. And it's just one of those things that I want to check it out so I can understand all the inside jokes. So, <laughs> But I mean, okay, so movie from the DC. Let's talk about some uh, another movie that uh, we were really excited about. That's Godzilla versus Kong, another HBO Max exclusive. And yep. wow, that one I didn't watch at home. Oh, you you saw that one in theaters? Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome! It I, was I, amazing. I could only imagine because I mean I watched it at home with my girlfriend, and uh, we we were both just like blown away. Because here's the thing, okay. When it comes to the three Godzilla movies, the first Godzilla movie, I know some people like it, some people don't. I liked it. It wasn't a perfect Godzilla movie. It had a lot more human interaction and less monsters. But I like the human interaction. I like the Mudos. Um, and then King of, Mon- uh, King of Monsters came out. And it was like they took all the constructive criticism from the last Godzilla movie. And we had much more monster interaction and it was more action-packed. And I feel like with Godzilla versus Kong, we got the best of both worlds. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, it felt like uh, how balanced the Toei films were. Some of them are. Mm-hmm. Like, particularly, I, I, I know when you go into Godzilla history, they divided up in errors based off of the historical era, based off of the mm-hmm. Imperial or whatever era they're made out of. 
So I'm a big fan of the second era. So that starts with the 1985 Godzilla all the way to Godzilla vs. Destroya. Yeah. And that's, those have a lot of good human interactions in them because it does have a continuity. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And I think, feel that that captured the tone of the, of that second era of Godzilla movies because this ain't no Godzilla Final Wars for sure. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I knew, I knew that Mecha Godzilla was going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because the toy leaked out. Um, I saw the toy leaks and I knew he, he was going to be in it. So, you know what I originally thought was going to happen in Godzilla versus King Kong is I thought originally that they were going to pull something like we saw before with Mecha Godzilla because you notice like Godzilla in the beginning of this movie, he's just an asshole. Like he is yeah. not the, the Godzilla that we knew from the previous two movies, which was more of a guardian of the earth. I mean, he had. He had, the, here's the, here's the thing about Godzilla, and this is what I like about him. He is the guardian of Earth, but he's also an animal. He also has his own needs. He has his own thing. You know, he is a predator. Like, he went after the Mudos, not because he was trying to save the world, but because he f- didn't like the fucking Mudos. He went after, uh, Ghidra and Rodan and all these other monsters because he wanted to stay the king. He didn't give a shit about everyone else. You know, uh, he, he wasn't like, Oh, I got to save the world. He was like, no, man, this is, this is my, this is my domain and I don't want it to get fucked up. So fuck you guys. That's what I like about Godzilla where in, in, in Godzilla versus Kong, he was just like straight up, you know, just killing people for no reason. He had no method. So I thought originally, I thought that Godzilla that we saw in the beginning of the movie was going to be Mecha Godzilla. If you remember in the mm-hmm. in the original Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla, you know Mecha Godzilla at first was Godzilla, and when they fought yeah. and his like skin came off and all that stuff, he was then he was Mecha Godzilla. So I thought that's what they were gonna do. So I remember uh, my I remember my girlfriend was like telling me she was just like, man, why is Godzilla being such an asshole? And I'm like, just wait for it, wait for it, you know. Because I thought uh-huh. I knew what's gonna happen, and I'd be like, yep, called it. But, um, no, it did something a little different. He was an asshole f- with a purpose, like Godzilla is, uh, just because of, uh, this, this company that, this corporation that was just using Ghidra's head and making it into a supercomputer. I thought that was, that was such a good concept. That was really, really cool. Hell yeah. I, 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 I liked a lot of things about the movie. I, I agree with you on that, that they didn't put in that. What you call it? Um, that Mecha Godzilla was really the one causing issues, or yeah, anything like that. I liked what they did better. I thought the storylines with the female scientist, her adopted daughter, and the other guy, mm-hmm. um, that was interesting. I liked their interactions. I thought that was. I liked a lot of that stuff. What I did not like, though, there was one thing I did not like was the subplot with the kids. Oh, really? I I did not dig that. No, it just I, bugged me. I, I I didn't hate it. I kind of liked I, I kind of liked the fact that the guy had a conspiracy podcast. He he was the one I didn't mind, but it felt like um that they just kind of uh, what you call it. They're trying to that, lighten the mood. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, maybe. But like, it's just a. It was just odd to me. It was just kind of like. And then they, they snuck in so easily. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah. They, they literally just opened doors and went in. 
There was no security. There's nobody chasing him. Nothing like that. It was just them fucking <laughs> just going through doors in this supposedly state-of-the-art security facility. Yeah. And they're just opening doors. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. I mean. But but I've seen I've never seen it done in that way. Like, I've seen it done <laughs> at least with some challenge. They're, these are kids with no nothing. One kid just blabbers jokes. The other one is a reuse from the last movie. And the other one, the black guy, he doesn't do anything. He just walked through the door. <laughs> They yeah, don't he was, he was like, security force. Yeah, he he was like he was like the maintenance guy who knew too much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I do I I can I can see your uh, qualms with that. I I can see that. Uh, I I particularly I, I mean I didn't hate it. I didn't hate that. Um, I I'm trying to think of what I didn't. I think the only thing I didn't like about the movie, the only mm-hmm. thing I didn't like about the movie was. The wasted potential on the guy who was originally controlling Mechagodzilla. Because you know who he was? No. He was the son of the uh, doctor from the first two movies that let them fight. That was his son. Oh, okay, okay. They, they could have done so much more about that. You know, I didn't find out until later on when I, when I was on some forums and I heard people talk about his character and they, they called who his character was. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, damn, they could have. They could have done more because he was pretty much just a red heron. That's all he was. And, and I'll say this too. Um, one cool thing was the Ghidorah head usage with the tele- telepathy. Mm-hmm. Remember how they built that up from the post credit scene? Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. And, and I really, I did, I, I like that Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla roar was uh, Ghidra or Ghidorah. That, yeah. that that was the same roar. It was like a because I that was the thing when I, I knew that Mechagodzilla was going to be in the movie. I was like, I want to know what the roar sounds like. Like that's what I wanted to know. I was like, is it going to be like a mechanical like Godzilla roar? Is it going to be like a Transformers Michael Bay orgasm? Uh, what's it going to sound like? <laughs> 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 and it was so you know, cool. You know, it was crazy. I was reading that this movie started filming when. Uh, King of the Monsters was barely released. That movie was announced not soon after Godzilla 2014. Or 2000, yeah. was it 2014 when it came out or was mm-hmm. it 2016? It was 14. But uh, here's the thing about the movie though, too. You know, going back into what you just said with, with 2014, I remember Kong versus Godzilla was announced in 2015 and then they retrofitted skull island to fit into it because it originally wasn't going to be a standalone film remember yeah it had nothing and then they retrofitted it and then you know we have this monster verse and i'm hearing that they're going to continue it yeah yeah now i'm wondering i'm wondering what we're going to see with that like i'm wondering uh you know what, what we're gonna see? Are we gonna see? Uh, one of the things they always uh, kind of tease was a Pacific Rim crossover. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And speaking of that, have you seen the trailer for the new Godzilla anime coming out on Netflix? No, 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 no. Does it look great? It looks really good. It, it's very different. Um, the the humans they actually uh, find a broken jet jaguar, and they turn that into a new mech. To start fighting these monsters, just it's it's re it's really strange. Like they find this torso and they turn it into a new mech. 
Like it's 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 interesting. Which um, I don't know exactly when that's coming out, but I'll check that out. Speaking of Netflix, okay, because uh, I think this would be a good segue. Season four, the last season of Castlevania, comes out May thirteenth. Are you okay? <laughs> real quick, okay, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Mm. Mm. Two two things. Let's tie it back to Zack Snyder real quick. His new movie comes out on Netflix. Oh yeah, Army of the Dead or Army of Darkness. Army of Dark of the Dead. Army of the Dead. And it looks good. And a different take on zombies. But let's go back to Castlevania. Castlevania was the very first episode of this podcast. It was. Castlevania was a very angry episode of this podcast the second time we did it. (laughs) It was. Will will we have a repeat of the fourth season? Oh, definitely. I mean, a repeat of the anger. Oh, um, you know, I don't know. Here's the thing, okay? Because even, you know, my... My girlfriend doesn't know much about Castlevania. She knows I love Castlevania. And she was the one who actually told me about season four because she saw it pop up on Facebook. She was like, hey, season four of Castlevania is coming out on Netflix. And I'm like, cool. You know, and I was like, I was like, have you have you seen the Castlevania on Netflix? She's like, no, but I'm going to go ahead and start watching it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Season one and two, freaking amazing. They Season one and two of Castlevania, mm-hmm. great. Great Top stuff. Notch. Great stuff. Season three, if you don't know the Belmont lore, if you don't know the, the, the story of Castlevania, season three isn't so bad. It's not so bad if you don't know about it. But if you know about it like we do, season three was freaking horrible. There was some, and, and I think, you know, here's the thing. I feel like season three, I feel like season three, while by itself is not bad. I feel like it was just a bad season. <clears throat> and let, let me explain. Good shows can have bad seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, think of, you know, uh, The Walking Dead. Think of Game of Thrones. Seinfeld. Sopranos. Even, Seinf- Even Seinfeld had the bad seasons. The yeah. The first I mean- two are a little rough. And then I'm never, I'm, uh, you know, like season nine is very mixed for me. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, I keep that in the back of my head uh, when it comes to season four, because this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, season three, I wasn't a big fan of it. I- I'll rewatch it with my girlfriend if we if we get back into watching Castlevania, because season one's pretty much a two hour movie. Season four is not that long. Season three is not either. We could definitely knock it out one one Sunday. But uh, I-, I I am curious. <clears throat> I mean, I'm curious about what they're going to do with season four. If they listen to the constructive criticism from the fans, and how are they going to clean up this mess that that was in season three? Um, I think the best thing of season three, honestly, was Isaac. Isaac was the best thing about season three. Mm-hmm. I, I actually do love what they did with Isaac's character. I mean, looking at the Belmont lore, looking at the Castlevania timeline and story, Isaac wasn't really that well-rounded in Curse of Darkness. He was just mostly just a bad guy. You know, he didn't have much, you know, story to him. But they fleshed him out. They fleshed him out really, really good. And then, like, they did a really good job with season three. So I, I would love to see what they do with him. I'd love to see Hector grow some balls and actually do something instead of just being a vampire play thing. That would be that would be great. Um, 
I would like to see what Alucard's going to do. I mean, in my opinion, I think Alucard should have went in slumber in season three and like should just stay sleeping after season two, like he was going to do in Castlevania three. Yep. So, but they said this is going to be the last season, but they're going to continue the universe, which means I think this is going to be the last season of the Trevor Belmont era. And then we're going to have a new Castlevania series, and that universe is going to be a brand new Belmont. So this is this is where I was thinking, because everyone wants Simon Belmont. But, you know, I'm going to get your opinion on this, uh, Anthony. As much as I want to see Simon Belmont, I don't think Simon Belmont can make a series, a Castlevania series. Mm. You know, You know why I say that? Why? Castlevania 3... That was a really good way to start a series, and it was because there were a lot of supporting characters. Right. Simon Belmont doesn't really have any supporting characters. They're going to have to start from scratch and make up their own characters at this point. Cause yeah, because the first game is in... The first game is in the castle. Mm-hmm. And then, ironically, I've been playing a Simon's Quest, which is not as bad as people make it out to be. It's really not. If you know what you're doing, it's not a bad game. Yeah, it's not at all. Um... You know, some people are like, it's hard to get hearts. No, it's not. But anyway, I digress. I just have to say that. Because it's not hard to get hearts, is it? No, no. You just got to know what you're doing. That's the thing. That yeah. game that game was hard because it was mistranslated and it was cryptid as fuck. Yeah. But, once you, but once, once you get the hang of it, it's not that bad. No, not at all. But anyway, they could do something with Simon's Quest. I would prefer them to skip to the Richter Belmont era, though. Richter Belmont I was thinking and also I was thinking I was like Richter Belmont would be good because you'd have Richter Belmont Maria uh, you know Alucard could be brought back at that point too with Symphony of the Night if they went that direction uh, also I mean they could do Bloodlines yeah you know they could do Bloodlines or uh, they could do Portrait of Ruin fuck yeah and I would love to see a Portrait of Ruin series that is one of the best games in the series, in my opinion. That's just me, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, what would be really cool about the Portrait of Ruin is because that was like, you know, the the Belmont Redemption. That's when, you know, Jonathan Morris got the Vampire Whip back and all that stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot they could do with that. So, I was thinking about it. I was, like, taking out trash of all things. Taking out the garbage, thinking about Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like... I don't think Simon Belmont would work. I was thinking about, I'm like, man, they'd have to make a whole bunch of new characters, and that's always, that's always a very, very scary thing when a movie studio has full creative control to make characters for a video game based show. Mm. That's that could be good or very, very bad. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I am looking forward to uh, Castlevania Season 4, regardless of what I thought about Season 3. Um, well, that'll be an episode coming, because I know you and I, after this week, we're going to start making these on the two-week basis again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to be working everything out to start doing Blast Podcasting, Excess Gaming, my other podcasts as well. Uh, you know, just starting a new job, just starting all the, the new things in life. I just had to adjust, but... Finally got uh finally got stretched out and everything, so things seems to be going pretty good. But yeah, I mean uh wow, what what else could we 
So we're almost at that hour mark. What else could we bring up that we've uh, been missing out on the past seven months? God, I so much. Um, Animal Crossing. I got into Animal Crossing. And it's funny because I haven't played. Man, I haven't played Animal Crossing in so long. Gosh, I haven't even went back and started playing. I haven't even went back to play for the Mario stuff. I saw that you posted where you got the the Mario items. How do you get mm-hmm. the Mario items? By the way, do you? You just. Oh, go ahead. You just buy them off the Nook Shopping. They're still there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to yeah, go you, check that out. But you can only buy five things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I made a little Mario World in in the top of my cliff. I I, I dig the game, but I play it, like, once a day for a little bit that's, and just see what's going on. That's the best way to do it. The best way to do it is, like, just play enough that you get certain events done, you get certain, uh, like, the, um, the Nook Mile quests, get that stuff done, then turn it off and, and, and go back to it the next day. That's the best way to play Animal Crossing. Um, I just, I honestly just haven't been, I haven't picked it up. I mean, I picked it up actually about two weeks ago. It was like actually Easter. I played on Easter and I was showing uh, my girlfriend because uh, she doesn't play a whole lot of video games. So I've been kind of introducing her to that world. She knows video games, but she hasn't really played video games. Her her brother was a hu- is a huge gamer. So I, I was like, we played a little bit of Mario Kart. And it was it was freaking hilarious playing Mario Kart with her because she's not competitive whatsoever. Oh shit! So we're we're, <laughs> we're racing on Cheap Cheap Beach, and she starts going like in the water, and she's like, "Oh, this is so cool! Look, look at the fish! Look at the crab!" And I'm like, "Come on, we gotta race each other." <laughs> You're in twelfth so, place. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, "Okay," I was like, "I want to show you Animal Crossing. I think that'd be fun to show you." So I was showing that to her, and uh, she thought it was pretty cool, but well. That's cool. She so she digs it then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the thing is, she's she's such a she's so busy. She's got so much going on that. I mean, uh, it, it's one of those things. Like you know, like all of us, it's a privilege to be able just to sit back and play a video game every once in a while. Exactly. Yeah, it's something we really take for granted back from our youth. Any anyone that's listening to this episode that's that's under the age of eighteen. Enjoy playing fucking video games. Mm-hmm. Enjoy video games. Enjoy comics. Enjoy watching these movies. Enjoy those uh, weekends of doing nothing but enjoying those things. Because when you get older, you won't be able to do it as much. You'll have money to go out there and buy all the video games you want. I mean, I could go. I could buy a PlayStation Five right now if I wanted to. Could I play it? I- nope. <laughs> exactly. Oh, on my end, real quick though, um, we have four switches in my house. Three lights and then mine. Yeah. But they're for my, my fiance, my son, and my sister. So my fiance was is is has been a gamer, but she's mostly just played World of Warcraft, so I've introduced her to all kinds of stuff that she's been playing. So of course Animal Crossing is her big thing. Oh yeah. She plays she's already clocked in two hundred hours. And then um That's awesome. And then you know what I got her into is Yee's, the E series, Yee's Origin. Oh yeah, she's playing Yee's Origin yeah, on Switch. Yee's Origin is cheap as hell on the Switch right now. Mm-hmm. I almost, I almost uh, bought it. I mean, I have it on the PlayStation Four, and I almost like bought it on the Switch just because it was so cheap. It was like six bucks. Yeah, I'm like six bucks. It's cheap. It's like a pack yeah, of cigarettes. I, I have it on there. You know what's weird is I have. Most of these games on my PC, this is the weird thing about my Yeez collection. Then I have Yeez 9 and some Memories of South Central on the PS4. And then I have Yeez Origin and I have uh, Yeez 8 on, on Switch. 
And then I have Yee's books one and two. Um, the third one, I forgot the name of it. And then uh, Yee 6 and Yee 7 on PC. So it's weird. Yeah, PC is the way to go if you want to if you want to play if you want to get your ease on PCs because yeah. okay, you get it all on PC. Um, I I haven't played Ease Nine yet. I'm waiting for that to go on the Switch. It should be going on the Switch soon. I believe it was this summer. It was supposed to be announced. Yeah, I, I got to go hit up NIS so I can get um see if I can get my review copy. So I, I got I remember I got a review copy of Ease Eight, which I loved. Eight thought Eight was really good. I hear Nine isn't as good as Eight, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I haven't played much of nine, but I played a little bit, but it's real good. I mean, I, I mean, it's ease. I mean, yeah, you can't go he, wrong. Yeah. It's like, I would almost say I like ease more than I do the Zelda series. That's a, but that's a hot take right there. Yeah. <laughs> I like both for different reasons. They both do different things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, I think, I think this is going to conclude. An episode of Blast Podcasting. I do want to thank you guys for uh, checking us out, and uh, hopefully this uh, video feed will work out. If it does, then uh, we'll start doing our future episodes like this because I think that's a, a really Hell cool, yeah. like interactive. And once in a while, we might even throw in some live episodes as well. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. And if you guys uh, are wanting to check out more previous episodes, you can look at the uh, the playlist on the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Scullion. or you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and iTunes, which I'm going to be updating that very, very soon. So anyway, guys, I want to thank you for listening, and as always, happy gaming.